Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yes, yes, it is me. Episode 7, Fifan the Owl Pitcher Podcast is here for you. I hope you've had an amazing week. Um, I'm recording this on Tisdag, Tuesday night. I've sort of worked out I'm going to put them out earlier. So I put it out Wednesday morning. Gives you a couple more days to listen, you know. Um, in a good mood. Uh, it's getting cold though, isn't it? It's getting that point where the Swedes are sort of looking at you whether you should wear a hat, you know. Should you have the hat on? That's the big. That's the big question at the moment. Have you got your bloody hat on? And the Swedes love the weather. Well, they don't love the weather. They love talking about their shitting weather, and I like that about them because you don't need an iPhone app. You know the little. Um, you might not even have an iPhone. I always say iPhone. It should be just smartphone, isn't it? And I'll tell you this, kids. My my iPhone's not that smart. <laughs> First joke. First joke. Um, I think... I'd, oh, are we under a minute? I don't know. But there we go. This is a value. Value for money. There's no money involved. Value for listening. Podcast. You get what you want. And if you want a laugh a minute... You will get it from here. So now the pressure's on. We're now into the second minute and already we're about 38 seconds in and Petra really needs to pick up the game. Um, the game? I'm not on the game. Why would I pick it up? It's that kind of entertainment you're going to have in the next seven hours. I'm going for the most epic podcast of all time. This will last for seven hours. Um... I wish it. I wish that was true, um, but it is podcast number seven. It could have lasted for seven hours. Um, we've got a new movie out by Double O Seven. What a link! Um, I'm going to go to that on Friday. I think I'm going to go to a late night showing of Spectre. Um, I'm not really a massive Bond fan, um, you know. I just get annoyed that the villains, I mean, he's supposed to be this really good spy, but everybody knows who he is. You know, when he goes, my name is Bond, they should just go, yeah, we know, mate, you've done three films already, and you're incredibly grumpy off screen, but um, apparently he's the best Bond. I don't know, who's your favourite? Really? Did not think that. Um, a lot of um, a lot of big things about the new Bond. Who will it be? Um, how about Slatan Ibrahimovic? Just walks in, doesn't piss about, just does the business. Not even a spy, just sort shit out. 
I always look at Slatan and think, if if you were like flat sharing with him, he'd sort the shit out, wouldn't he? You know, you you wouldn't take his um, his fruit from the bowl, shall we say? That's not a euphemism either. Oi, Slatan, I'm not going to take the fruit from your bowl. <laughs> um, it's just a stupid thing to say. Um, so I've I've been I'm still out on tour. I've got uh, another seventeen, eighteen shows to go. Loving it, absolutely loving it, man. I'm um, I'm in a car as well. Not not now. Um, I'm in a car and it's got my face all over it. Um, that wasn't anything to do with an accident. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's it's a sponsored car. They gave us a car. They didn't give us a, like a wad of cash. You know, they just said, here, have this car. So that's kind of helping. Um, it was Mobility Motors. Mobility Motors. I'll say that twice. And, uh, yeah, they said, here, have the car. We're, we're, we're big fans of your work. My work? It's not a work, is it? It's not a bloody work, this. Look at this, for example. I'm sitting here in my little boxer shorts. Little stripy numbers they are. I'll tell you something that did happen that was quite funny. Um, I sleep nude. There we go. Just give you a couple of um, seconds to realise that I just said that. And for you to sit down, if you're not sitting down already. Yeah, sleep very nude. Very nude? Um, Really nude. You know, um, there's nude and there's really nude. I'm like a wildlife, um, rare species of nude that you can't be seen in the light or else um danger hits you um yeah so i um woke up the other day my son with a torch a little lamp just looking at my willy my my penis um incredible way of waking up and uh he just said it looks like an ice cream which i thought was one of the greatest things anybody's ever said not just my child. I'm very biased about the little goobin, the little dude. Um, but he is. The other day came running home, um, running to the gate at Dargies. I was there and he said, Vigo, Vigo's told me. And he's crying. He goes, Vigo's told me. I can't change my mind. And uh, it was an incredible, beautiful moment of him not really understanding the whole thing of he can't change his mind. It just sounds so kind of sci-fi that he was now possessed by Vigo. Vigo said, you cannot change your mind. And basically what it was was little Goobin, the dude, my son, had chosen to be an upper and then decided, I don't know if you've ever done this, but you know when you choose to be an animal... Um, it's very, very, you've got to be very careful what animal you actually choose. My son's gone in for ARPA. There's a lot of leg work there, a lot of noises, a lot of jumping around. You might as well just go for the giraffe. You walk around slowly. I do remember once at, um, I'm having a cup of tea, a little cup of tea, which is probably illegal in Svaria if you don't have coffee yet. Oh, I don't know what that noise was. Um, probably another child falling from a bed, but it'll be okay. What happens normally is like you hear a 
And then if there's no crying, it's okay, you know? But if it's... You run up there and sort the shit out. Um, there we go. Parenting tip number 47. Um, and I'm just looking outside uh, my window here as a car pulls up. Uh, part of me thought maybe it's a detective series and I'm getting all James Bond about this. But it's kind of funny because there's people that park outside our house and I don't think they're allowed to, but they're not allowed to. Do you know what I mean? Um, there's no law, but there is a law. Yeah, you getting me? So, um, but the anger, the anger that is inside of me when I see them parking outside my house, you won't believe it. Honestly, I just sort of go, like that. Yeah, yeah, buggers, like that. And the other day I was going to write a note and put it on their windscreen and say, um, look here, move on. But I didn't, because I am a scaredy cat. I'm an app, anything to do with confrontation. And I was going to write it in, like, with the left hand, in in some kind of broken Swedish, um, some little bit of svenska, so they wouldn't know it was me. You know, maybe they went around knocking on doors, kind of, hey, you. And I said, uh, hey, mate, like that. Hey, mate. They'd go, you wrote that note, didn't you? And then they'd, I don't know what they'd do, put some stones in my pockets or something like that to weigh my trousers and my life down. But... Um, didn't write the note, so a bit of a pointless story. So yeah, we've got this car, um, and I'm thinking, it's, it's got like, nah, man, on the side and stuff like that. And uh, there's a there's a big fear for me that we're just going to crash. And it's going to be weird getting out of a car that we've hit, and then looking at the other car, and not being able to go, nah, man. Um... It's it's going to be quite tough. So I do I do think of that. But if you do see the car, um, it's not been stolen. Be a ridiculous theft that would be. Um, that would be like taking Ronald McDonald's suit, uh, which would be cool. But what the shit could you do with it? Um, yeah. So I um, talking uh, all right. Um, not McDonald's, but the uh, Max addicted addicted to the low carb. Um, Meal. I don't know if you've had the low carb meal. They offer a low carb meal, and it, then they they say you can have some French fries with it, pommes frites. Nay, that's like having um, it's like having a bath in mud. That's exactly what it is. It's like it's like having an orange. While a cat scratches your balls, if you're a man, or, yeah. So, um, basically, it's ridiculous. So, you, I always go carrot, always go carrot. Problem with me is I then follow it up with a, a lick shake, which is a, it's a heart attack waiting to happen, basically. It's just in a little plastic package. As you drink it, it kind of talks to you and go, 
your life is shortening. Um, so, yeah, your life is shortening. I don't know if they say that to hobbits, if a doctor's ever said that to a small person. Your life is shortening. And they're like, I know. That's why I'm in the circus. So, um, what's happening? Yeah, so I have this low-carb meal. I don't know if you've had one of these. It's a burger with tomatoes. They always put tomatoes in. I tell them, no tomatoes. Inter tomato. But they always put it in there, like a little cheeky surprise for me, just to make me a little bit angry, like parking outside my house. What I what they then do is they put like half a lettuce around this burger. And you eat it, and the juices flow like a, a wolf eating some raw meat, basically. Like a like an old lady with no teeth eating a kiwi fruit. That's really, really juicy. Get my you get my drift. So it's not a pretty sight. And I just it's one of those meals where I just think, you know what? I don't care who's watching. I'm gonna eat. Like I just don't care. Um so I do. And it's not good. So that's not been very, very good. Um and I've had a very, very bad stomach. Very, very sore stomach. Ah, I hear you say. Um I'm a real hypochondriac though. I can go from being happy with life and then worrying that I am gonna die. Basically from a I can have a a little sharp pain in my hip. Maybe I just um, remove myself from the toilet quicker than I should. I'm not stuck on it, but, you know, I, I jump up. All before anything's done, like a wipe or a, um, dressing myself. And I've just, just hurt my hip there and I think, oh no, I'm not going to be able to walk forever. So, um, yeah, I can be me a bit stupid in that sense but I've had this weird stomach and then you start backtracking it don't you think oh it's it's stress and then I think oh what about that that chicken and then the World Health Organization on Monday of all days Monday and I love the way they're called World Health Organization who everyone's like yeah someone said that who you know who, who said that? Who? Yeah, but who? Who, mate? Who? Who, though? Who? I wonder how long you'd stay with this podcast if that went on for another 17 and a half minutes. Me just going, who? Who? It's like a little Scottish man that's trying to work out who's murdered their rabbit. They run out to the f- to the field and they're like, so who's done this, Jimmy? Who? Who? Who, I do not know. So, um, yeah, basically, um, had the sore stomach. And then, yeah, the World Health Organization. Um, I don't know if you know this, but I do not write any of this down. I, um, I press record on a garage band. I don't know if it's the best way to record. I don't know if it... I listen back to a few of them as much as I can 
it's really not nice listening to your own voice. Um, I'm not, I'm really not one of those comedians that love watching themselves or listening, watching myself, it sounded a bit sexual. Um, I'm not very good at watching, you know, a video of myself um, doing comedy or listening to myself. I, I always listen, I always listen. I always uh, record, uh, not always, but sometimes I record shows um, so I can uh, listen back, but I never listen back to them. I just find um, any kind of um or he or or swearing, you know, when I'm talking, I go, yeah, but mate, it's fucking going good. I hate that. Um, And I used to be fun quite a lot as well. So um, I just, I just think, you know what? Just go with the flow. So anyway, World Health Organization brought out a thing saying red meat was as bad as cancer for you. So everyone put down their corves and went, well, that's not good. And they picked them back up and went, but who gives a shit? I'm gonna die anyway. Um, so yeah, so that's quite of a weird thing that red meat, but. But then everybody that doesn't eat red meat um, would be basically vegetarians, wouldn't it? Although you get special vegetarians, don't you? They eat, like, chickens that walk to the right, you know, or or fish. They, they eat fish that have three eyes. You know those fish? The three-eyed monster from the Great Barrier Reef, only been seen twice. Um, they eat white meat and white white fish. I don't think you have red meat fish, do you? Be a kind of weird thing. That'd be like a a pigeon with flippers. Um, so yeah, everybody was like, "Yeah, we told you, didn't we?" And I think we knew. You'd have to be a bit a bit stupid, wouldn't you, to think that you're eating another animal that's been like cut apart, and it's not it's not going to do you that good, is it? You know, I mean, deep down, you know, even the most full-on bacon fan, you know, even the most full-on bacon smuggler that goes to Denmark and brings back some Danish bacon would have to say, do you know what? I fry it up every morning. Maybe it's not good for me. Maybe I just need to eat an avocado Instead of eating grease, grease on grease, in the musical Grease. Um, so yeah, so that was that was that. But I've been I've been staying in um, hotels, so I wake up um, with the hotel breakfast, not thrown on me. Um, I'm not into that kind of um, partner wife cheating cheating on my wife with the hotel breakfast that's what I do yeah she'll never know it's a really weird affair um no I um I wake up I have the hotel breakfast and there's just always this big box of bacon or big kind of container of sausage and uh can't be good for me but I always have always have a dabble always have a dip you know also think the uh, stomach complaint that I've been complaining about to everyone who wants to listen to it 
Um, I think that's got to do with um, coffee. I think I've been drinking so much coffee that it's almost burnt my stomach. You know, like when a whole country uses one kind of spray deodorant and then a big hole is over the, the ozone, a big hole in the ozone. I think I've done that. Overuse. But then, you know, I have like maybe five cups a day of coffee. Strong stuff as well. You know, the kind of stuff that that makes a butcher go dry. That makes a boat dip into the sauce. That kind of weird, hot darkness of despair juice. Um... And I, and then I say I, I'm you know drinking four to five cups and I'm, I'm I'm kind of frightened to even tell a doctor, just in case the doctor just goes, <laughs> you call yourself a coffee drinker, get out of my room, fool, five cups a day, you need to have five cups before nine, you're wasting my time, that kind of overdramatic um, kind of thing. So. Um, not good, not good. So um, let's see, let's see. Hopefully, um, I'm still here next week with a stomach. Um, actually, if if my stomach collapses and I end up, I'll still do the pod. Don't you worry yourselves, okay? Don't you stay up late at night wondering if old. Al the Guts Pitcher will return with his podcast. Now he's no stomach. I will never let you down. You have decided to stay and stick with me. We're 22 minutes into the pod. Is that right? I don't know. I'm just guessing. Because I saw 20 something. Um, yeah. Now, what's happened? Uh, went to Huerta. Went to Udvala. Good times, really good times. Good shows, good fun shows. Um, Udvala, um, kind of the the audience banter. Yeah, it was there. It was okay. You know, it was there. Um, but but good fun, good fun. I enjoyed it. Um, and then Huerta um, the night before. Huerta is one of my favourites. I um, they've they've kind of there's places in Svaria. Um, and there's quite a few, I'd have to say like 20 to 30 of them that have really looked after me. Every time I've done a show, they've turned up. Um, this weekend I will be turning up in Gothenburg on Friday and then Malmo on Saturday. So that's 30th in Gothenburg, Malmo on the 31st. And then I'm in Oslo on the 2nd, November the 2nd. It's a Monday. Now... I've got to ask you a big, big favour. I don't know anybody in Oslo, and nobody in Oslo really knows me. So what I need you to do is tell anybody that you know in Oslo that our pitcher's coming. He's on his way. He'll be there on Monday. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And um, if they complain about the ticket price or if they think, oh, I can't make it, or maybe I can, or drop me a Facebook message. Drop me a bloody Facebook message and we'll sort it out. We'll... I just want to make people laugh. And um, and it's weird saying that about Norwegians, isn't it? The rich, oil-drilling bastards. Don't mention that when you mention the... Um, I read a book the other day about how that whole thing with the oil, that should be Denmark's. It was something about the Danish minister said, you know what, oh, yeah, you have it then. Because it was, the drilling was in some kind of almost neutral area and the Danes sort of said you know what Hmm. why don't you have a go at drilling you know go on stick your drill in there do your stuff and the Norwegians went thank you we're going to become filthy rich and now Denmark all Denmark seems to worry about is Skåne and they want to have Skåne I think they need to be smoking less wacky backy and deciding to uh, smell the oil. Yeah, smell the bloody oil, folks. Um, but you can get all the tickets on www.alpitcher.se. And have I said it before, is it necessary to say www? I don't think it is. Alpitcher.se. Come along, last few shows before my st- stomach collapses. Don't know if you heard that. That was like a, a rush, a rush of wind going up my chest. I don't know if you listen to this podcast for romantic moments or beautiful words, but uh, a rush of wind went up my chest. That could be used in any film. That could be used in any Shakespearean play. Thou dost not know. Thy feels thy pressure. But it was thou, it was thee, it was thou that provided the wind that provided up thy chest. Yeah. Um, so I um, got two questions this week. What, one thing I want to say before I answer the questions is um, people wonder about the country at the moment, right? Svaria, it was terrible, terrible stuff in Trollhattan. And I did the shows in uh, Huerta and Udvala kind of after what had happened. And you could feel it, you know? There was a lot of sadness, a lot of kind of hurt. So all I'm saying to you now is 
just talk to people, you know? Don't block it up. If you want to, we need to talk to people. We need to discuss things. We need to understand and we need to listen. We need to be cool. And for fuck's sake, we need to love people, man. Help people out, you know? Um, It's like, it's not, these people, you know, it's a human thing, you know? It's not, it's nothing else. So there we go. There's our picture, and there's a little political moment. Um, there won't men- be many more, ever. But I just wanted to get that off my uh, chest, and we all know about my wind in my chest. Um, here's the first question. Um, it was from Hans. Hans? Han- Hannes. Hannes. Hans. H-A-N-N-E-S. Hans. Um, what is the strangest thing that you ever brought home as a child? It's a bloody good question, that Hans, Hannes, Hunis. Um, weirdest thing you brought home as a child? What I like about this, um, H-Dog, as we all know you, because we don't really know your name, Hannes or Hans, and I should have written that down properly. Uh, what I do is I take the question straight from Facebook. So if you've got any more questions for me, calm down, picture. Sounded a bit aggressive, didn't it? Got any more questions, mate? Yeah. Um, if you've got any more questions, I um, I take them from Facebook and then I um, write them straight down. So I don't really, re- I kind of don't read them. I don't take them in anyway. Um, it's like when you, you know, you got an aeroplane, they say, you know, all the information's in the front pocket. You don't read it, do you? You just think, do you know what? We'll be all right. We can get through this without some reading. Um, yeah, so the weirdest thing I've ever brought home as a child. I thought if that would be weird. The weirdest thing you brought home was a child. Um, no. And I love the way that um, H-Master, as we'll call him, um, thinks I'm some kind of fucking cat or something. That I would, um, that I just, you know, when cats, they do that thing, don't they? they my, my little daughter, the other day, was at her um, grand, grandma's um, four-door or more-door, and, um, and uh, she, she found, a, like, a, a field mouse, a little mouse, um, in, in, in a field. What the hell is happening to the world? What's a bloody field mouse doing in a field? Um, yeah, so what happened was she found it and was just holding it like a, like a cat does. You know, like the cat. I hate that about cats. You know, they catch something and then they, they, they come to your front door, don't they? Their arms out like some kind of English football hooligan. Like um, Liam Gallagher from Oasis. Not saying he's a hooligan, Oasis fans. Relax, because we're going to live forever. Um, and, yeah, my daughter had it, and then Mordor took it off her. But um, she, um, yeah, Hans, I'm not a cat, okay? But my only memory of um, of doing something weird was... One time I was in a supermarket when I was like 13 and I wasn't there shopping 
think I was just waiting for my mum and dad, who were shopping. So I was in the, you know where the trolley area is? You know, that there's like a trolley, kind of entrance, you pick up your trolley, you do your shopping. And it was a big, big old shop. It was, um, in Rotorua, it was Pack and Save. I don't know if you've ever been there, Pack and Save. Um, you pack your own stuff, and then you save. Pretty good, eh? Um, and what, and a guy came out, and he sort of ran past me. Not in a sprinty kind of way, but just in a casual kind of jogging way. Holding, like, something. And especially when you think, pack and save. He hadn't packed it, so he's got all this stuff. And he just gave me a block of cheese. Like, he's like, here, mate. This is for you. And I don't know if you've ever had those moments in your life where everything opens up. And everything slows down. It gets a bit like lock, stock and two smoking barrels. And you're like, what the shit have I got cheese for? And he's giving me this cheese. So it's like a kilo, one kilo pack. One kilo? Yeah, yeah, 500, yeah, about. I just remember being this hefty block of cheese. And I'm only, I'm a young, I'm a teenager. So I don't, I'm not dealing in cheese at this point, you know? I haven't had a brie. I haven't. I haven't been in other places of cheeseness. So now I'm holding this this block of cheese. I don't really know what to do. Um, so I think, like an idiot, and I don't think I'm handling stolen goods because the movies I've seen, where the police arrest people for stolen goods is um, no one's ever got done for cheese. I don't know, you know. I can I can list some of the great movies, you know. I never remember Godfather, you know, them putting in like a, like a cheesy horsey head or something like that, you know, like no mafia thing or, or you know, nothing has ever had the underlining factor of the crime being it's a block of cheese it's cheese man it was, it's cheese you know so I had this uh, block of cheese and I just walked off with it and it was before mobile phones not cheese that's a bloody interesting thing what came first the cheese or the phone um, of course the, the phone came later but um, so I just went home I remember putting it in the fridge at home. And because I don't have a driver's license, I must have, we lived out of town. I caught a bus and I was just carrying a block of cheese. Even now, I think that must have looked slightly weird. So I go home, I get inside, open the door. I don't think I'm looking around. I don't think I've been, you know, in those days, you know, crime crime had no reason um i remember stealing a street sign once that was always cool to do wasn't it street sign some guy down the road had seen me though busted um and yeah so the block of cheese put the block of cheese in the uh um in the in the fridge like you do 
be a bit of an idiot if I put it anywhere else, like in the videotape recorder, old school. Uh, kids who don't know what that is, ask your grandparents. <laughs> so I uh, then I went to my room, and I think the next thing I heard was, oh, look at this, we did have cheese. As my mum opened it, opened the fridge, and then she said, uh, that's weird. Sure, we didn't have cheese. I think we were going to have cauliflower cheese today, and we... Oh, I must be losing it. So the whole thing kind of snowballed, really. And um, my mum lost her mind. And she now sits in a mental hospital in the south of France, shouting out different cheeses. No, she um, uh, she soon worked out there was something wrong. And I just said, a guy gave me some cheese. And I think it was like, for her... It was like an early episode of Breaking Bad. She didn't really understand it. No spoilers. But she knew I'd been given the cheese without really knowing what cheese was. So that's kind of the weirdest thing. I hope that answers your um, uh, question there. H. Terminator. Now, the next question comes from a friend of mine, Linnea Wickland Melander, who is absolutely wonderful. She's a very cool, cool person. Um, and she's asked, in a very, very Swedish and positive manner, of course, what is the least favourite thing about Sweden? Of course, Swedes need that. You need to know what we don't like. You know, that kind of whipping ourselves. You, need, you know, like, you need to, like, have this kind of hard brush of branches from a dry tree. What don't you like? Come on, tell me. I need to know. Good sound effects there. Brought to you by my throat. Um, least favourite thing about Sweden. Okay, one of them is, I can't learn the bloody language. And then people say, why don't you learn the bloody language? You've been here long enough. I, um, I really, really struggle with it. And I'm massive apologies to people who think I should be speaking it. Svenska has been a difficult hurdle for me. I've never learned another language. Um, I think I failed most languages at school, apart from bad. Um, I was very good at bad language. Um, got two fucks out of fucking something. Um, so please give me a chance and I will try. That kind of is not probably my least favourite um, I think the cold weather freaks me out a bit. These might be really obvious ones, but um, I'm sort of thinking on my feet. The cold weather, I say I'm thinking on my feet, I'm sitting down, so I'm a liar. I want this podcast to be truthful. Um, I, I enjoy, I really do love living here. Um, I miss, I miss New Zealand I wish I could just drink a glass of water and be in New Zealand and then drink um, half a glass of milk and come back to Svaria, like the same kind of thing. But um, alas, I cannot. Alas, they have not worked out the old milk glass back to the future, October the 21st, whenever people were raving about that. 
Um, there's a there's a you know there's a few things you know I get a bit annoyed with the Swedes picking up all the Hun bice, you know. Why don't you leave just a bit? Why do you have to be so good at it? You know, just leave a bit of Hun bice when you walk into it. When you walk, not walk into Hun bice. It's not like a wall. Um, when you step on Hun bice, dog shit. There is no other anger than that feeling. That feeling of, you're like, ay, ay, ay. it's just, oh, it gets you, doesn't it? Gets you right in the bones. And you can't get the anger very often. So that's sort of taken away from me by the Swedish intelligence. No, the Swedish um, health and safety, I think it is as well, isn't it? Because if people don't do that, just gonna the whole place is just gonna stink, isn't it? And dogs are gonna rule our world. So there's a couple of least favourite things. Um but would be amazing if the the weirdest thing that I ever brought home as a child was dog shit. And that was a full circle. And that's how good storytellers do it. But this isn't really a story. It's just me turning on a microphone and wanting to make you laugh. I really hope I've done that. Um, I hope my stomach is well. Um, Friday, Saturday, don't forget, Gothenburg, Malmo. And Thursday, I'm in Helsingfors, which is Helsinki. So there's any Finns out there, get with it, sober up. Um, um, I know you've been drinking since the age of eight. Come along. And I will not talk about your stereotypical drunken behaviour. Um, I do like a bit of Finland. It's, um, it's a good place. I'm going to um, do a lot more in Finland, a lot more in Nordia, a lot more in Denmark. Um, but I can't tell you what yet. Um, horse riding, maybe. Um, yes, yeah, so I go to Helsinki. I've got two shows. Um, it's the Arctic Laughs Comedy Festival. Arctic Laughs Comedy Festival. It's in English. The The nights are in English. It's over like two or three nights. There's some very fine acts. So it's going to be fun. So I'd love you to come along to that if you're in Helsinki. Um, but again, it's called Housing Fours. Uh, it's got the whole Finnish slash Swedish kind of language. And that was a freaky um, flight when the guy was saying we're now landing in Housing Fours. And I thought, holy shit, I've caught the wrong flight. But uh, but no, I didn't. I landed in Helsinki and it was good fun. I've done shows up in the north in a place called Olo. 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 Um, which is many, many miles away. Um, I was actually up in Olo with Andre Wikström. Andre Wikström. And we were there in a hotel... Um, and there was a conference for small people, you know, very small people. I don't know what the right word is now to call a small person, but there was a conference. So there was 200 small people staying at this hotel. Breakfast was like a dreamland. It was like the most surreal experience of my entire life. I felt like a giant. I was like walking around, you know, people around my legs. I was like lifting like tomato ketchup and 
Here, smaller person. Have I really spoken a lot about small people? Who knows? If I have, I apologise to all the people down there. Um, I wanted to be small. When I was growing up, I wanted to be small. How weird is that? I also wanted to have a broken arm. I think that's quite a normal thing though, isn't it? Uh, when you're like a teenager or younger than that, you want a broken arm because you, you see someone with a broken arm and you think, God, I'd love a broken arm. The amount of love and, and joy that, that that person who, you know, hmm, that person who's suffering, um, you don't really think about the suffering, you just think about the glory of the hero, you know. And it's just people going up to them. And what you don't know is that person, if he's a teenager, all he's getting asked, um, if he's a guy, is, whoa, you have to use your other arm then, or your other hand, not your arm. <laughs> um, I don't know what you do with your arm. That's all they say. And then then people sign sign it, don't they? And then and then later on they they say, No, it doesn't hurt, it doesn't hurt at all. And then they might get you they, you can smell inside the, the plaster cast. <laughs> that does not smell good. It smells like hundabice on a little person's foot. So that feels good to me. I think that's enough for you uh, for listening to me. You don't need any more, do you really? It's this injection, and that's what I need to do. Like the WHO said, the World Health Organization, I'm a little kind of corv that you can chomp on. Maybe I'm bad for your health. I don't know why I'm trying to talk like I'm a bad boy. I'm not a bad boy. Um, I am me. Come along, see my shows, see me live. I've got merchandise now, little Fifan T-shirts and Nemen T-shirts and, and a little bag you can have. Um, just keep in touch um, any questions you go to my Facebook page tell me if you're enjoying the pod pass it on I um, I have got a following of people that like my face and my torso especially my um, reduced nipples um, and they like my comedy so you're hopefully one of those people, uh, unless you've just stumbled upon the wrong podcast and you're waiting to know where the treasure is. And I'll tell you where the treasure is. It's with a small person in the north of Finland, in Olo. I'll see you on Thursday in Helsinki. I'll see you in Gothenburg. And I'll see you in Malmo. And then I'll see you in Oslo. That feels very, very Scandinavian tour. Feels like I'm a rock band. I'm like Slayer. They're not even rock, are they? Like metal. I might slay her on tour. But basically it's just me worrying about my stomach and worrying about drinking too much coffee before a flight because I get very scared. Thank you so much for listening. This has been episode seven of Fifan, the Owl Picture podcast. Take care, folks. Enjoy yourselves. And like I said earlier on, give people a cram, give a hug out, be nice to people, and I'll see you next week. Taxamik it, puss puss, pass it on. Hey, door. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.